Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. I want to open up with the story and, and tell you that uh, about a difficulty for me personally. I'm just going to be vulnerable with you. And I was telling a group of people as I was praying with them yesterday, right here in the sanctuary, a, a handful of some of our leaders, and we were praying. And I was telling them that one of the most difficult things for me in ministry and just in life is to want to please people. <laughs> I want people to be happy. I don't like it when people are disgruntled. I don't like it when people uh, don't like what's going on. And so I want to please people. I want, I want to make people happy. I'm sorry. I'm a people pleaser. And I have to fight that sometimes. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons why when I look back at my life, when I was young, I'm, I'm the youngest of three brothers. And my brothers were older than me, and they were bigger than me, and they were stronger than me, and they were faster than me, and they were bullies. I mean, if you're watching me right now, you guys were bullies. I'm just kidding. But they were, man. These guys were, they were, they, they were great brothers. But they put me in my place. And I remember I couldn't do anything to beat them. And I would try and try. And I was an overweight, pudgy little kid. And I remember I had asthma and I'd try to run and I just couldn't. I felt like I had the odds against me uh, with, with things that were going on in my life. And I, I was insecure, you know, growing up as I was young. And, and I remember just thinking, oh, I want friends and I want to be around people. And I admired my brothers. I admired people around me. But I remember getting to the place where people would start to respect me. And I just think, I, wanna, I don't want to lose that. I want to keep them happy. And, uh, but I can tell you that uh, I, as I was reading through the Bible, I realized that that's not only a thing that you want to please people and you want to bless people, but it could become a selfish thing as well. And I want to talk to you about that for just a moment. I really, really love people. I really want them to be happy, but I want to read to you from Galatians. We read it this week in our reading, Galatians chapter 1, and Paul said this. He said, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? And I think that's a good question for all of us. Are we living our lives to win the approval of the people around us, or do we want to be, win the approval of God. He said, am I trying to please people or am I trying to please God? He said, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of God. And I think that's important to point out that you can't please God and people at the same time because there are going to be things that God's going to ask you to do that is going to go against pleasing people. And some people, just because you go God's way, they're not going to like you or they're gonna say you're wrong, or they're gonna say you went the wrong way. I don't agree with you. I've had people just flat out, I've told them, well, I I've been praying and I feel like we need to go this direction. And they've said, well, I don't agree with that. And I've said, oh, and I, I don't know what to do. I'm kind of at a, a, a crossroads right there. And what Paul said is, if I really had to please people, I couldn't be in a position where I could continue to please God. Let me pray right now for you. Lord, I pray that every single one of us would catch this word today. I pray, Lord, that you would put it and align our hearts to a place where we would please you and you alone. 
in Jesus' name. I want to remind you today what kind of person Paul was. Paul wasn't one of the uh, original 12 apostles that Jesus called. Remember, Jesus walked on earth, and he walked up to 12 different people, and he said, at least, and he said, follow me, and they walked and followed him. Then after Jesus left, Paul, the apostle that we know, Paul, the apostle, he wasn't one of those 12. So he was probably in a place of maybe insecurity, maybe feeling left out, because remember those 12 apostles, uh, many of them still lived and walked on the earth and were right in the same uh, hometown and same places that Paul was. And so they probably remind, right, reminded Paul, like, hey, now you're an apostle. Uh, I don't remember Jesus, you know, you following him. We were the ones that followed him. And when Paul would step up and say things, I could imagine them saying, well, I didn't hear Jesus saying that. Who are you to say that? Remember, Paul is one who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And Paul is the one who argued with Peter. And Paul is the one who brought out things that, that they would say, I didn't really understand what he's talking about. You know, and, and they probably questioned his apostleship. But Paul uh, was also the one who would persecute and kill other Christians. In fact, so much to the place where God had to change Saul's name. He really was Saul when he called him into his name, Paul. Why? Because he had to make him a different person. He had to make him to where he didn't relate and identify with that old person anymore. And so because Saul chose his identity with Christ and not to identify with what people thought, he could be used by God to write much of the, old, much of the New Testament, all the epistles, all of the letters, many of the letters. And he could also be one that was the apostle over many churches that we see in that time. Am I trying to, this is what Paul asked, am I trying to win the approval of man? See, he probably was faced with that challenge and that question a lot. Am I going to Am I going to try to please all these apostles who are trying to tell me this is the right way? Or am, am I trying to listen to what the Lord is telling me to do and follow after that? See, I can see three reasons why we try to win the approval of man. One is we, we people please because of insecurity. We people please because of in. Security. What's insecurity? We don't feel secure. We're trying to preserve or protect ourselves. But I want to remind you in Psalm 91 verse 2, he says this, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God and in him will I trust. In other words, I'm not secure in me. I'm secure in him. And that's where we need to, well, that's why we need to know that we put our trust in, in God. Even if everybody else disagreed with you, you can come and say, my trust and my hopes in the Lord. I, I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress and my God. Have you ever been uh, on the top of a high uh, building or something? I remember when we first came to Memphis and we went all the way up on the top of the pyramid. And we went out on that, on that deck. I don't know if you've done that before, but we went out on that deck and that deck is kind of a glass deck that you look down. And when you look down, uh, you, it's literally glass and you feel like I could fall all the way to the bottom. And I remember walking out on that deck and thinking, oh man, this could be bad. But seeing that rail, holding on that rail, holding on that support, standing on those places and realizing 
I, I feel insecure, but I'm secure. I'm taken care of. And can I tell you, that's a lot of the ways, the, a lot of the times the way that it is, is you may feel insecure standing up and standing with the Lord, even against what other people think. Maybe family members disagree with your stance with God. But can I tell you, God is your security, so you have to say of the Lord. Number, next of all, one of the reasons why we seek to please the approval of men, we're people pleasers because of fear. Just straight up, I'm afraid. People don't like to admit that. Fear of what? Fear of failure. Uh, fear of not making the right decision. Fear of being criticized. There's, sometimes we feel like, I don't want to be criticized. I, I, I tell you, I don't like to be criticized. I don't know who enjoys being criticized, who enjoys coming and being put down. You know, someone's saying, hey, can I give you some constructive criticism? And you know, your, your thoughts are, if you want to, but not really, sometimes you could feel that way. You don't want criticism. Fear of people's opinions about you. We can have these fears of that. But Psalm 118 verse six says this, the Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. Can I say that over you today? The Lord is for you. So you don't need to have any fear in your life. He says, what can mere people do to me? In other words, if we had to choose people or choose God, what can people do to me? Even if people think I don't agree with you, or I don't really like you, or I don't really like uh, the decisions that you make. Maybe you're standing up for righteousness and I don't think that's any fun or something. But he says, what can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It's better, listen to this, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. I want to say it again to you. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. I remember, and you may have heard me tell this story before, it was my very last class at Azusa Pacific University. And I was in my very last class, it was a, it was a math class. And I wasn't bad in math, but I just didn't go to class very much. And I remember that I didn't know, uh, I was behind in my assignments. I thought for sure I'm gonna fail this class. And, but I was about to graduate and I came home and I told my parents, I went and visited them. I believe I'd lived in, the, in the, uh, the dorms or in some housing on campus, but I came and told them, I'm not sure that I'm gonna graduate here with my, for my senior year. I have this one class and I was, I was kind of afraid to even go to it because I, I didn't really go to it very much, uh, as much as I should have, but I really wanted to finish. And my dad looked at me and my dad said, boy, you're gonna go to class. And I said, uh, Dad, I don't think I can. Now, my dad didn't even get up to maybe the fifth grade. He couldn't read or write very well. But I'll tell you, he was tenacious. And he looked at me and he said, if you're going to fail, you're going to fail forward. You're going to move forward and you're going to fail. You're going to fail trying. And can I tell you that sometimes you get afraid and you want to back up. But what you need to do is move forward. Why? Because God will never fail you. People will fail you, but God will never fail you. And then uh, third of all, we people please because of doubt. It's not going to sure it's going to work, but Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says this, 
Don't be afraid. Why? Because I'm with you, he says. Don't be discouraged, he said, because I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right arm. What is my right arm? It's my arm of strength. And God says, I will give you my arm of strength and I'm not going to let you fail. I'm not going to let you fall. I'm not going to let you go down. Even if people fail you, family fails you, your best friend fails you, God will never, ever, ever fail you. It also says, uh, the psalmist says in uh, Psalm chapter 37, verse 23, he says that the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He says he delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord holds them up by his hand. Can I tell you, even if you get out there and you fail, the Lord's going to pick you right back up. Even if you get out there and you fall down, the Lord's going to pick you right back up. Why? Because he loves you. It's better to stand with God than it is to stand with man. It's better to stand with God than to compromise with man. Why? Because man will take you down. God will take you up. He'll never, ever let you uh, fail. He says in verse 25, I was once young, but now I'm old, yet I've never seen the godly abandoned nor their children begging bread. You know what that means? It means that if you serve God, it not only affects you, but it affects your kids and your grandkids. Your choices and my choices are affecting the generations to come. It's not just about us. It's about the generations after us. That's what really matters. And God will never fail us. That's why he says, if I were trying to please men, how could I please God? It's more important to, to, to be with God, not to be a people pleaser. Um, uh, let me tell you, and, and you know this, you probably know this, in sports, in music, in business, in sales, and a lot of things, confidence is about 90% of the game. Confidence, just getting out there and being confident. That's why Paul, told, I mean, that's why God told Joshua in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you'll meditate so that you can see what to do. And then you'll, you'll, you'll have good success and you'll make your way prosperous. Why? Because you'll be confident. Why? Because you're on God's side and God doesn't fail. Man, it's hit and miss, but God never fails. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. When you're on God's side, you cannot fail, ever. So getting back to Paul as we're, uh, as we're closing this here, Paul, what if Paul chose to please men instead of please, pleasing God? Why can't you be a people pleaser? What's at risk? I know I just mentioned generations to come, but what's at risk? Well, Paul said this, in, in Galatians, when he said right that, that I, that I, when he said the fact that I need to please God and not man, right after that, he said, but I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that I preached to you, it, it wasn't of human origin. In other words, I didn't get it from any of these guys standing around. I got it from him. That's why I please him. So if I were pleasing other people, you wouldn't get the pure gospel that I got from him. You wouldn't get the word of the Lord that I got from him. 
That's why I have to choose what God is saying. He said, I didn't receive it from any man, nor was I taught it by them, but I was taught it by the Lord. And then Paul goes on to say this. He says, but when God who set me apart from my mother's womb, when he told me to go preach to the Gentiles, see, that was a brand new thing. They didn't preach to the Gentiles. The Gentiles were the people that were away from God. But all of a sudden, God stirred up Paul's heart and said, I want you to go preach to the Gentiles. And he thought, I don't know how they're going to take that. I don't know how the apostles are going to take that. I don't know how people are going to take that. The Bible says that Paul didn't immediately confer with flesh. He didn't go and ask, what do you think? Well, what do you think? Let's pray about it. What do you think? What do you think? The Bible says, nor did he go back to Jerusalem to consult the apostles. But the Bible says that he returned again to Damascus. Where was Damascus? It was the very first place where he got knocked down by that light. And that Jesus spoke to him and said, why are you coming against me? He went back to the very place that he had a confrontation from the Lord. And the Bible says that he waited there for three years. Three years. Why? Because he had to get it convinced of the word of the Lord in him before he took it to people. Because people would talk him out of it. And can I tell you, if you take what God shares with you and you share it too quickly with people... People will talk you out of it. Why? Because they didn't see what you saw. They didn't hear what you heard. They weren't in your prayer closet catching what you caught. And so sometimes it's not just good just to rush out and throw it out to everybody else. Sometimes you got to sit on it. Just like Mary did. She pondered on those things. Let it sit in your heart. Paul said he sat on that for three years before he ever went to Jerusalem. And then he ended up going and talking to Peter and the apostles. They kind of got into some confrontation over it. And he went on and did the ministry that the Lord told him to do, but he had to get it settled on the inside. Paul valued the approval of God. Thank God for it. Here's this apostle, first apostle, one of the first apostles in the New Testament. And he had a revelation of the Lord. And we're reading his letters today because he wasn't a people pleaser. He was a God pleaser. And let me tell you, I told you, that's a weakness. That's something that I've had to overcome. And I've had to say, as much as I want people to be happy, so much more, I need the Lord to be happy in my life. I need to know at the end of the day that God looks at me and says, well done, good and faithful servant. You need to know that what the Lord's putting on your heart, that's what matters more than anything. Not what someone else talks you into but what God is saying to you in your heart. Hey, we're going to receive communion right now. And I want us to make some decisions as we do that. If you want to just grab some type of cracker or juice or something, I have this that we have here at church, uh, like a wafer and some juice here. But if you want to grab a fishy cracker or a, you know some saltine crackers or whatever you have, some type of juice, and we're going to receive communion together. But I want to, as we do, the Bible says, let a man examine himself. Examine his heart. And, I, and I'd like, as we talk today about being men pleasers or God pleasers, for us to examine our hearts and to say, God, would you search my heart? Would you strip my heart of self? Would you help me to be a Jesus pleaser? Would you help me to follow your ways and not my ways? And Lord, we come before you today. And as we receive communion, 
I know that we're in a season of change. I know that we're in a season of transition today. And God, as we are, we submit ourselves to you. Would you say that out of your mouths? I submit myself to you, Lord. I submit myself to your plans. I submit myself to your ways. I don't want to be a people pleaser. I want to be a Jesus pleaser. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.